It takes more than canceling out of Sublime's unregistered evaluation version pop-up every 20 minutes for three years to be a great engineer. This is Soft Skills Engineering, episode 226. I'm your host, Dave Smith. I'm your host, Jameson Dance. Soft Skills Engineering is a weekly advice podcast for software engineers who are so persistent that they will click that pop-up <laughs> instead of handing over the $10 or whatever it is. That's like the modern... Do you want to register WinRAR thing? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's hard to get software developers to pay money for their own software. Which is ironic. Yeah. I'll spend my company's money. Sure, I expect I'll you to pay me tons money. tons of my company's money, yeah. <laughs> I expect you to pay me money to create software, but I'll be darned <laughs> if I'm going to pay money to others to create software. Yeah. Speaking of paying money, I want to thank... Our wonderful patrons. Thank you to these folks who support the show at the level where we shout them out every week. Thank you to Oladapo Fadei, Kiaren Svensson, Ragnar Hardison, Alexander, Microconfig.io, Nick, Travis Sanders, Evgeny Sladkowski, Dennis Bogdanov, Braden Keynes, Philip John Basile, Stephen Armand Lee, John Grant, Luke Bayless, Ryan Real McCoy, Vinlock, Stanley Tactical Radio, The Agile Adventures Charity, Nick Cantar, and Sean. Thank you so much to those folks and all the people who have in the past and also the future. Thank you to the future folks. Yes. Who will future support us. Evergreen. Yeah. Someday the last person ever will become a patron on Patreon to the show. Okay. And it's just sad. Maybe it'll be you. The person, the next person that we're asking to become a patron right now. Yeah. Maybe they'll be the last one ever. Who knows? Well, I don't want. No, it, it's not going to be you. Okay. Millions more will follow. Okay. <laughs> that would be nice. You can support the show by going to softskills.audio. Click support us on Patreon. The support will get you an invite to our Slack team, which is great. And also will pay for the servers that keep the show going, which is also great. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, this is just Dave and I having a weird weekly call. To be honest, I would do this if if we weren't even recording it. I would too. It would be weird if we were just like, Collecting bad things that happen to people and talking about them by ourselves, though. (laughs) I'd still do it. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. I do love the drama. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. I'd like to thank Vettery for sponsoring this episode. Vettery is an online marketplace for developers looking for jobs. You can learn more at vettery.com slash soft skills. Jameson, how would you like to read our first question? I would like to a lot, I guess. I was trying to think (laughs) of a unit. But you said how, which is more like a method. How? Oh, sorry. Y- yes. I would like to read it in a bad Australian accent. Oh. Just kidding. Okay. This is from an anonymous listener. How do you politely decline job offers that you never intended to accept in the first place? I've been trying to interview more often recently to keep my interviewing skills sharp and check how employable I am. I always struggle declining the offers politely. What usually happens is that I set a high salary expectation, hoping to hear that the company refuses me, but sometimes they do match it, and I end up in an even worse spot. Any <laughs> tips? Should I come clear earlier in the process? Wait, I I offer an unusually high salary, and the company matches it, and you're worse off? Boy, what a good problem to have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Being a software developer is so weird. It is so weird. I have this problem where companies keep offering to pay me more money to do the same job. Oh, yeah, I think we've talked about this before, but it's like the humble bragging about how overloaded you are with recruiter spam. Like, <laughs> yeah. they just won't leave me alone begging me to come work for them. 
It's so annoying. <laughs> it is funny. Just pretend like you're a celebrity. Okay. Like, and how, what does that look like? Was it Kate Moss who said, I don't get out of bed for less than $10,000 a day? Oh, my gosh. And I think she's from the 90s, right? So inflation, maybe you're up to like 20000 a day. Oh, wow. Famous software engineer, Kate Moss. <laughs> I don't get out of bed for LinkedIn recruiters unless they're offering 10000 a day. <laughs> so I've heard this advice a lot, and I think it's even been given, maybe by me, I don't know. I, I disavow anything I've said ever in the past, ever. Okay. <laughs> but I've probably said it's good to interview to practice. Yes. But I think I always assumed that like there's a chance that if the interview went well enough, you would accept. Yeah. It does seem weird to interview with absolutely no intent ever of accepting the job offer, no matter what they possibly do. Like if it's in another state and you don't want to move no matter what or something like that. Yeah. So I think what I would do is say, there's no way I would ever accept this offer if it proceeds and then <laughs> stop interviewing. <laughs> yeah, I feel like if I wanted to practice, I would I would still try and do it at some place that had some reasonable chance of me working there. Yeah, I think I think that's ethically, I think you're ethically bound to do that. That's actually, well, now that I said that, the downside is if you're doing it to practice and you really need the practice, you're going to like burn all the places that you want to work at, right? Yeah, so, you know, choose places that are not your top three, but maybe in your top 10. So choose your 10th place and lead them on. And then work backwards from there, ninth, eighth, seventh. Just just leave those top three alone. That's the podium you're trying to reach. Yeah, okay. There's a service that hasn't paid us to advertise them called <laughs> interviewing.io. Yet. Which is... <laughs> Yet. This is our pitch to them. But this is the service they offer. It's it's like mock interviews with people from oh, yeah. bang companies, basically. Oh, I would love to do that. I would mock interview people. Yeah? I, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure they get paid, the, the people who do the interviews. I'm sure oh. the people who do the interviewing pay money. I mean, I, I already do like 100 interviews a year anyway, just for regular work. I would love to do, I don't know, 100 more in a year. Why not? Oh, the, okay. Maybe it doesn't cost money. I don't know. They have... It's somehow it's a recruiting pitch somehow. If you interview okay. really well in the practice interview, maybe they like funnel you on to other people or something like that. Oh, and then they get a, a referral fee. Yeah. I thought you were going to say they do deals with companies so that their employees can get interviewing practice, which seems a little weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyways, do that. Pay for the service instead? Yeah, do this Do this startup thing. I Maybe it's not paid. Okay. If If they're getting money from referrals then i would assume it's not paid i don't know i follow the founder of the company on twitter and she is insightful that's why i know things about it okay all, all the things that i clearly know right after i finish saying i have no idea how it works <laughs> that's why i've heard of it okay i was i mean twitter has obviously given you deep and unique insight into this company and its business model yes much like it's given me deep and unique insight into everything that i see on twitter namely that it exists <laughs> yeah the most, the most valuable part of knowledge, the, oh, I've heard of that knowledge. <laughs> I know that word. <laughs> the most useful and practical knowledge. Yes. Well, honestly, existence knowledge is pretty darn valuable. Like, yeah, for some stuff. I mean, I know, I know a lot about like popular YouTubers that exist that I didn't know existed before. And that's kind of useless. That just makes me sad. <laughs> Why? Because you don't get time to watch them? Because I feel old. Oh, there are these huge cultural phenomenons that I've never heard of. 
Yes. Wait, so in that case, existence knowledge makes you feel young? No, it makes me feel, well, hmm. At least you know it exists. Yeah, that's true. If it makes me feel bad when I find out it existed, at some point I have to find out it exists. Yeah. I don't know. I got to make a patch for my brain, I guess. I mean, don't worry. You'll you'll get to my age and you won't even know that it exists and then you won't feel bad. And I'll never know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think what I want is to never know okay. or know <laughs> 10 years ago before they even existed. Right, also. right. So you can know them before they were cool. That's really the ultimate existence knowledge. Yes. And before they were born, some of them. <laughs> I was there when you were born, and I watched your rise. <laughs> famous YouTuber. I knew that my little niece was someday going to become a famous unboxing YouTuber. <laughs> and that makes me somehow better than the other people yeah, that obviously, didn't know. Obviously. Yeah. Okay. So that was a huge tangent. But let's break down this problem this listener has. You do interviews for practice. You're obviously improving your skills. And... Wait a minute. It says here, I've been trying to interview to keep my interview skills sharp and check how, oh, how employable I am. I I misread that as enjoyable. (laughs) 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 Just doing a little enjoyability check here. Do you enjoy me? Send out a net promoter survey (laughs) to the people who interview you. Perfect. Okay. So, but what ends up happening is you do an interview and then they offer you what you would consider high salary. And then you have to turn them down. I mean, uh, do you have to turn them down? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, presumably there's some number where you'd say like, yeah, okay, I'll move. Yeah. So just ask for that number. That's right. You set set the number to where if they matched it, you would definitely change jobs. And then you'll never have this problem again. So I have a hard time doing this because I feel like, I feel like it's hard for me to go interview somewhere else without already being mentally gone from where I currently am. Okay. So I don't have a ton of experience with this just like practice things. I think I've taken interviews at places when I'm looking for a job where I think like, I don't think this is going to work out, but maybe it will. And then usually I find out, no, I don't think so either because I screw something up or because I don't like something I see and then kind of end it. But I don't think I've gotten very often to the end of an interview cycle and gotten an offer and felt like there's no earthly way I would ever accept this. Because you would have bailed out before you got to that, that deep? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. So I guess what I'm saying is uh, I can't help you. I think that's the point of <laughs> me thinking aloud. Like, well, no, I've never been in this situation. So uh, just don't just do what I have done and never be in this situation. Well, I, I do have a hard time saying no, though. I, I write these like flowery, overly gushy emails because i want to like yeah let them down soft i don't want to offend the company by saying no to their offer it's really weird yeah so i can get the thing about like i have a hard time being polite and saying no although now that i read that maybe the i always struggle declining the offers politely maybe they flip out and just like (laughs) send an all caps email full of insults yeah i just can't be polite about it but then you get to frame that email and you win you wait you but but you're sending the email because you're not declining politely. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought they sent it to you. After you declined politely, they sent back a flaming email full of capital letters. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. That That's frameable. But okay, so you're saying the alternative is to just throw politeness out the window and just tell them they're terrible. I guess, yeah, if you're, I mean, yeah. 
If you're having a hard time declining it politely, okay. <laughs> just lean the other way. <laughs> I mean, if this is hard, let's do the opposite thing 10 times harder or more intensely. Okay. I've had a couple of chances to decline offers. And depending on the level of intensity of the company or the recruiter that's trying to get you to take the job, they can be kind of pushy. Yeah. And I actually had a recruiter one time. I declined the offer. And the recruiter, in very subtle terms, basically told me that this would be a black mark on me in the industry. And it was going to be hard for him to not make it look really bad. Okay. He, he basically said, I'm going to have a hard time telling this story to the management team in such a way that doesn't make you look really bad. And at the time, I did not have the wherewithal to say, are you threatening me? Because <laughs> that's, basically, that's basically what he was saying. I'm like, but I was just like, okay, well, and so I actually kind of backpedaled. I was like, well, you know, great company, yada, yada. I try to be very diplomatic and polite about the whole thing. But mm-hmm. in the end, like he's basically threatened me. And that, that's probably the most extreme I've ever had it where he basically told me that my reputation was on the line here. By saying no to this offer. Yes. That's really dumb. <laughs> it was. I mean, very unprofessional. And, and it reflects poorly on that recruiter because if that recruiter ever shows up again in a cycle with me or someone I know, I'll probably warn them like, hey, you know, this, this guy's not, doesn't exactly have your best interest in mind here. Well, he's just got a book full of black marks. <laughs> a hit list. <laughs> I could I could hear him on the other end of the phone flipping the pages and scribbling my name down. Yeah. With a flourish. Yes. Feathered pen. Yes. <laughs> so that's that's what's on I think that even if you are super diplomatic and polite, that is still a possible outcome. Although in my experience pretty rare. Usually when you decline an offer, there is a reason, and usually you can say that reason. If the reason is there's no way I would I think this is the core of my feeling about this question. If if you wanna say it's not enough money or I didn't like the position or didn't feel like a fit or whatever. That's If that's why you're declining, that's fine to say. If the reason you're declining is because I never intended to ever work at this company, right? <laughs> then like may- maybe you feeling bad about it is a signal that it's yes. kind of a weird thing to do. Yeah. Because it, it's, a, it's a big time commitment on your part and their part too. Right. I'm lazy. I I just wouldn't want to interview that much for something I had no intention of ever doing. Yeah. But on the other hand, you like to keep your interview skills sharp. But you don't really do this, do you? No, I just don't. <laughs> I mean, you 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 I have advised people to do this and I do do this, but uh, I'm willing to put up with the awkward conversation where I say, "I appreciate your offer, but I've decided not to." That's another Yeah, that's another point. You could just say like, "No, thank you. Not a good fit." Yeah. You, you don't have to explain it away. Yeah. And, and by the way, the one bad experience I had where that interviewer thre- or that recruiter threatened me, I did go to great lengths to explain everything that had gone on over the course of the interview process that had changed. So my current employment changed and improved for the better. And I no longer wanted to leave after all. And I went, I explained all of that in great detail to try to make my case for why it was a reasonable thing to decline the offer. And he still got pushy with me. So in the end, what I should have just done is said, you know, I appreciate your time. It's been good working with you. I've decided not to proceed. That's all I should have done. That's the real advice. It took us 17 minutes to get there. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah, when I've gotten no's from candidates that I've been interviewing, um, unless they were like, I'm declining because you suck, I've just always shrugged my shoulders and said, oh, that's a bummer because usually if, I mean, I made them an offer, so I wanted to work with them, but it's never mm-hmm. like... I don't know. I don't. I don't go investigate. I don't 
send the investigators to their house to, to watch <laughs> what they're doing and if it matches what they told me and if yeah i don't know now however i have been on the other side of that table as well and i did have a candidate once decline the offer and I didn't want to push, but I did want to understand why. And the candidate explained to me something about their personal situation and health insurance and vacation policy. And it turns out the candidate had made the decision on some wrong information. And when I clarified that, they changed their mind and decided to join the company. And, it's, and that was like six or seven years ago. And they think, I think they still work there. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, it's totally reasonable to expect the employer to push back a little, at least to figure out what's going on and make sure that you haven't made a decision based on wrong information. Yeah. Well, have we answered the question? I think so. I think uh, being willing to put up with a little bit of awkward situations kind of comes with the, with the territory. And and to be frank, interviewing itself is awkward and hard and socially challenging. So this is just kind of the icing on that cake. Plus, this is your chance to give payback. You know, as an interviewer, interviewee, I mean... Normally you suffer, you get put through these tests, stressful, nerve-wracking. This is your chance to really take it out on them. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> also, by declining their offer, especially if it's a high one, you're giving them a data point for their current employees, and maybe they'll all get raises because of what you did. Yeah, maybe. You're a hero. <laughs> well, probably you're a hero, but I don't think they'll all get raises. Okay. <laughs> all right. Question answered for sure now. If you've been a software developer at the same job for a few years, it might be time to start looking around. Quit your job is our favorite advice, but first you should probably find a new job. <laughs> Trust me, it is better this way. <laughs> Check out a service called Vettery, which matches developers with employers based on what you want, like your location, salary requirements, and technologies you want to work with. I actually signed up myself, and within a week, they sent me an opportunity that looked really good. My current approach to job seeking is tweet dumb stuff and hope the company notices me. So this sounds like an improvement, I think. <laughs> yeah. Once you sign up, you get a consultant to help you find opportunities. I also like that Vettery lets you specify your salary requirements early rather than going through the whole interview process only to find out, wah, wah, your salary expectations were way off. That actually happened to me in an interview. Would have been nice to avoid that. You can start using Vettery without reversing a linked list on a whiteboard too. They don't have a coding test to sign up. If you are thinking about taking our advice, the soft skills engineering patented advice and quitting your job, check out Vettery. Go to vettery.com slash soft skills to sign up. That's V-E-T-T-E-R-Y dot com slash soft skills. If you use that link, you will help support the show. And if you get a job through Vettery, they will send you $300. Thank you so much to Vettery for sponsoring the show. Do you want to read our next question, Dave? Sure. This one comes from an anonymous listener who says, I was recently hired as a staff engineer at a large tech company. After joining the company, I was told I was the first outside staff engineer ever hired into the organization, and the expectations for me were very high. After the first month, I noticed that coworkers were acting strange around me and less responsive to my ideas. During a one-on-one, -on -one, one of my coworkers specifically stated that he and several others have been at the company for five years and were passed up for the promotion I got, and were upset that an outsider was hired. Based on this, they would be watching me closely. Ooh. I've talked to management about the conversation, and their feedback has been to try to, quote, make friends. I am the most senior engineer in a group of 15 engineers who work across five different teams. The situation is turning toxic, where the, the other engineers are trying to one-up me in an effort to obtain the promotion for the next cycle. What do I do? Ask us and do what we tell you, <laughs> which will surely work. Oh, man. Yikes. This, this is tough. This is crazy. 
This is always my fear getting hired somewhere, is that someone else wanted the job I got. It hasn't happened yet, to the best of my knowledge. Yeah. I, you know, I've always worked for companies where the growth was so fast and so broad that there were plenty of opportunities. It wasn't like we were all clamoring for one position and then someone got yeah. hired. Yeah, I really get that feeling at the end. They're all trying to one-up me in an effort to obtain the promotion. It's like it's like the prize at the end of a, a race or something like yeah. that. You know, like there is the promotion cup. We <laughs> must battle through the obstacles and whoever survives yes. grasps it. Only one will be left alive. Yeah. This is tough. But, you know, brownies? <laughs> just do whatever they say. Like, what do you mean? I don't know. Just to become a yes person. Just say yes to everything they ask. Yes to everything they ask. Cringe a lot around them. <laughs> Cringe. Status <laughs> what do you to mean? Not, in, not, I don't know, you're trying to apologize for having a more senior role. Ah, uh upset that an outsider was hired so this is interesting because it is a valid question to ask if 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 you feel like there's an opening and you have the skill set to qualify for it and then that doesn't happen like why was i not considered for this role or something like sure. that maybe um, if, if I'm maybe because didn't get it <laughs> maybe you weren't considered for this promotion because you're toxic and you keep telling people we're watching you because yeah, <laughs> they're all backstabbing jerks <laughs> yes management sitting here going we could promote one of these jerks or we could hire and take our chances on an outside hire i think it's a fair question for the question asker to ask though why was i hired from the outside instead of filling this position from within yeah it's a fair question and then they tell you and then you just use that as a weapon to defeat <laughs> these people who are backstabbing you maybe you could start telling stories about the engineers at previous companies and the fates they suffered because they crossed you oh okay yeah or you could just become a really good like yarn teller you know just like a folksy spinner of tall tales that and, <laughs> and kind of people want to sit around a campfire and listen to you but what are the stories about uh, it doesn't matter as long as they're just i don't know mildly amusing you're saying everyone loves a good storyteller so they'll stop hating you yeah just just become a a character one thing i am unclear about is is it all of the engineers who are against the question asker or is it a select few i would imagine it's a select few if 15 engineers hate you um yeah i mean probably get out <laughs> i don't know it's <laughs> not if if the group of 15 people you work with are all toxic then I don't know if there's a great solution to yeah. reverse that. Yeah. Would you would you ever address it with people that you felt like uh, had a problem with you? Well, by address it, I mean address the fact that like, hey, I got this promotion. I or I I was hired in this role. I understand it was a role you're interested in. I can see that's causing some negative feelings. Like, let's talk about that. Yeah, I I think I would do that. I think that's a very very healthy thing to do, and not super aggressive either. I think that's a great. The wording you came up with was really good. I like that. Yeah, it sounds like they have one-on-ones with coworkers, so there's already an opportunity to have like peer kind of discussions. I think a hard thing about this would be people feeling like you didn't deserve it and like you weren't capable of it and kind of like second-guessing right. you, and that would suck to not feel supported at all. Another dynamic that could be at play here is that this engineer is doing staff engineer leadership kind of things, and these other engineers feel like that there's no room for them anymore because now someone is doing all the things that they would need to be doing in order to qualify for promotion into that role. 
And so you've kind of filled that up. So if you talk to them about that, and I'm sure you would be happy to delegate some of your activities to them so that they can have a chance to demonstrate those next level skills. I like that. I like that because it also helps work against this notion that these promotions are um, scarce resources that, that are consumed upon use, right. you know, and then like, you know, everybody else is stuck. There's, there is some com- competition. I think we had a question a while ago about why are there fewer CEOs than middle managers or whatever. But I feel like if there are 15 people doing staff level work, that's a problem that a company would be pretty happy to have. Sure. And some of them would probably would get recognized if it was awesome work. Yeah. If it's someone who's just bitter because they feel like they deserved it, but they don't. Right. I don't know if you're going to, I don't know if there's a solution there. You know, you're kind of the scapegoat for their career frustrations. Another way to address this, which is a little bit more systemic, is to, because because the underlying problem here is you have a, a I don't want to call it a jealousy problem, but it's kind of in that same ballpark where you have a resentment among people at one level against people at the next level. And one way to counter that is to say, is to remind them that the people at the next level are the ones who give feedback on whether you're ready for promotion. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, you laugh, but this works very well as a way to make sure that everyone works well together because the people you need to impress are the in this case, the very few, the very people that you are being toxic to. And if I'm the staff engineer in this situation, if there's folks who are actively creating a toxic environment or, uh, you know, looking for me to mess up or, quote, watching me, you know, with a negative connotation, those are people I'm not recommending for promotion because the last thing I would want is to take that kind of behavior and give them more influence. Man, if only this was a question about, like, queuing systems or something. <laughs> That's the easy staff engineer stuff. okay i'm reading between the lines here but do you think there's an ageism thing going on here where the staff engineer is younger the listener says i am the most senior engineer in a group of 15 engineers and i we know that this listener is not the most senior at the company so it must mean that they're the most senior in terms of experience i don't think so i mean if the feeling is that the question asker does not deserve the role or took the spot of somebody else, I don't know. That doesn't seem directly related to ageism. You're saying if it was some someone much younger, they would be happier that, that no. an outside hire had taken this role? Well, so sometimes... Okay, here, here's, my, here's my cynical view on this. Some of these folks are younger, and they look at this more senior engineer, more tenured, more years of experience engineer coming in, and they think, well, management had to give them that position because it's the only uh, title and comp structure that aligns with their experience. And now we all got the short shrift because we aren't that old. And so we don't get that, you know, that, that basically they gave away the position that we were vying for because of circumstances that don't actually qualify the person, just age. Yeah. That's my cynical reading. I mean, I guess. I don't know. There could be many ways this could go bad. Yeah. I, I feel like... I don't know if that changes how you address the situation, though. Like, you need to, I think you need to try and talk to folks about it. And I think you need to try to win trust. I mean, if yeah. if if you can demonstrate enough competency as a staff engineer that, that provides a lot of value to the team, I think they, they might eventually accept that, hey, this is a good thing that this person came in because they solved these problems yeah. for us and helped us avoid this situation. 
that's hard to do if everyone's trying to one up you. That's a pretty adversarial environment, and true. That's not a great place to do collaboration, but that's Another, why you're the staff engineer. That's right. You you weren't hired to solve the easy problems. Yeah. Another thing you can do to earn the trust of your of this organization is to take on the crappy grunt work that no one else wants to do, but that is at that higher level, uh, and then delegate the easier, not easier, <laughs> to delegate the more exciting, glamorous stuff to some of these these other people. But be careful not to delegate it to the ones that are particularly toxic, because the last thing you want is for them to get promoted. <laughs> yeah, or to ruin it and blame it on you. And as a staff engineer, you are in a position to influence the culture of this company. And it sounds like maybe the the idea of supporting leadership is not inculcated into this company culture. If these people don't have any problem saying things like, we're watching you, and what else did they say? We're, you know, we're upset that an outsider was hired. You know, these are internally unsupportive behaviors. And if you can help management codify what a constructive, healthy culture is supposed to look like look like at this company, then uh, management can now support you in reinforcing that and guiding their engineers to be better in that way. Yeah. So that's the long game. I like that. But I mean, in reality, you... I'm going to assume you're a senior engineer. You're more senior than any of these folks. You have a responsibility to mentor and coach these people out of this bad behavior as best you can. Um, you know, I I don't really get in the habit of advising people to just bail out on jobs when they're this senior and they have leadership responsibilities like this. If you bailed out on every company as a leader when you saw bad behavior, then you would never work anywhere. But what about our advice? Uh, quit your You're job. Taking away our our crutch. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, you should just quit. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. If all the problems were solved, then they wouldn't need you. Yeah. As much as some engineers might not like this, the more senior you get, the more people problems you need to help solve. I have felt that. Yep. Well, I'm out of wisdom. Have we answered the question? I think so. Good luck. Let us know how it goes. Sounds like a yeah. very difficult situation. But. I'm confident you can do it. You show good taste by listening to this show. Good judgment. <laughs> One of the qualities you will need to resolve this situation. Yes. Uh, just don't do anything we say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what can we do? What can other people do that aren't us? Okay. If they want to have their own question answered. Go to softskills.audio on the worldwide internet web and click the Ask a Question button, and you can fill out our form there. Thank you so much to everyone who does that. We really appreciate it. If you want to support the show financially and get access to our Slack community, you can go to softskills.audio and do exactly the same thing that I just said. (laughs) Jeez. One day we'll say this right. Once you support us for any dollar amount, we'll send you a Slack invitation at the beginning of every month, and you can join our community and join in the fun, the weekly Zoom calls they have, and the fun chats that are always happening. It's good stuff. All right, we'll catch you next week. 